welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the Internet's best radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second album from a solo artist who goes by the name Squirrel Flower. It's called Planet, parentheses, lowercase i... And it starts with a song called I'll Go Running. Pack it in and push it strong. Pack it in and push it strong. Pack it in and push it strong. Pack it up. She's, I believe, originally from Boston and now lives in Chicago. And her debut record came out last year and was called I Was Born Swimming. And a lot of these songs were written before the pandemic, but then recorded during. So they are reflective of kind of our current moment. Yeah. And I think additionally, while she wasn't in quarantine, you know, these weren't written after, after a, a pandemic quarantine. I guess she was effectively in kind of a personal quarantine after getting a number of concussions, I think, the previ- in like 2019. So she at least still had this sense of being kind of in recovery and away from the world in a way as she, a result of that. She talks about getting three concussions in two years that she apparently was predisposed to them because of getting injured in sports as a teenager and just had to kind of sit in her house and be quiet and not look at her phone and just let her brain rest. Yeah, so there is a cer- a sense of I don't know really individuality here, where a lot of these songs are kind of angry and defiant in a way that is very sweet sounding. But I think this song, she, I think she's talked about that like it comes from people telling her like, "Oh, it'll be fine. Just you'll it, it'll pass. Everything will be okay." And she's like, "No." There's like a certain defiance, and yet earlier in the song, and this it is really a slow burn there's kind of a lot of very self-destructive imagery of like, I'm, I'm going to be on fire and I'm just going to be this meteor or a fuel tank on fire. But it ends up being this just like, no, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to show you. And it's, it's really kind of inspiring in this sort of unsettling way. And I think it's a really interesting and good way to start the album. It's pretty even tempo, super repetitive, but 
it pulls you into her world in a big way. And it does what a number of these songs do, which is starts out really stripped down, just her and a guitar and really kind of folky sounding and then layering on background vocals and different instrumentation and getting kind of a bigger sound as the song goes on. Yeah, and I think we go from that to the second track, which is, I think, a very kind of pop rock kind of single with a real sense of humor. It's called Hurt a Fly. So this is a song that is inspired by and sung from the point of view of uh, awful men. I think the charitable way she just has described them in interviews is soft boys. In another interview, she uses more vulgar terms to describe them. And it's so kind of slick and unsettling of this just like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm, I'm innocent. Oh, give me another chance. And th- this under underlying it is this horrible oh i'm never wrong mm-hmm. kind of confidence which is so gross and yet here it's transmuted into humor with anger or anger with humor and it's i love the and just musically it's such a great interplay between this kind of fairly hard rock guitar and even like that extended guitar solo we heard the end of and then this kind of through line of this kind of very banging piano uh, establishing the rhythm of the song and they play there's a nice interplay there i really like the almost marching band sounding drums and i think it's interesting that so she recorded this in bristol with a producer named ali chant who produced as you pointed out the last album he produced was the katie j pearson album which we've talked about on a previous episode of the podcast and she also sings back up on some of these songs um but they played most of the instruments, but then Matt Brown was the drummer that they brought in, and Adrian Utley from Portishead played some of the uh, instruments as well. So I think that is a real change from the beginning, from her first album, which was much more stripped down and folky, that this record has so many more layers that add a lot of texture and make it stand out a lot more. Yeah, it's really, I mean, obviously going with an established producer who's worked with a ton of big big and small names and you know taking advantage i guess she got covid pretty early on and was just like well i guess i have antibodies now it's safe to travel to england to get this recording going um although awesomely 
in addition to the backing vocals, there's backing yelling from her brother who went out into a field and screamed his head off. And I have not been able to find it in the song, but it's part of the texture of the song is her brother just shouting. There's actually, I think I, I think I know where that is. I didn't recognize what that was. Yeah, her, I think both of her, she has two brothers who are also, you know, play music to some extent and who have been involved with her music. So that's kind of great. And they all moved to Chicago, I believe. Yeah, well, it's uh, hip town, and I think yeah, her. I guess her brothers are like, yeah, let's do it. We're it's. I know we know some friends there. It's the cost of living isn't that bad, and um, hopefully it'll be a you know fruitful place for her music. And so coming from this, you know, I think very poppy. I feel like this is one of the singles. Is definitely one of the videos. There's a number of videos from the album. Uh, we go into I think some kind of maybe darker territory in this next song called Big Beast. You get angry and you're so torn up I get lonely and I get fucked up I don't know if I'll ever change I just relax and take a breath and look at myself it an interesting little song and I love how the first half is just very kind of quiet and beautiful and then it just erupts and gets super grungy and you know a lot of the imagery in this album is all about big storms and kind of cataclysmic weather and I feel like this is a song that musically conveys that feeling of just kind of pretty relaxing nature and then the storm comes yes this the most sort of literal take on that, but you do get the sense. I think she spent a lot of time in the Midwest. She went to college in Iowa and I think she's talked about touring when there were big Midwestern floods happening and how kind of scary that was, but also inspiring of her art. And yeah, the even I think another through line of imagery is there's a lot of driving songs, mm-hmm. a lot of songs about being out on the road of driving of here. It's almost idyllic where she's in her van and looking out the windows and seeing the countryside and it's lovely. And then realizing, Oh, the sun is so oppressive. And so this kind of balance of you know, this man-made world and then the sun just eats everything. It's yeah. The, the beauty and the scariness. It's a lot. She, said in an interview that this album is me trying to be okay with submitting to nature. A lot of people, especially lately, are going through life knowing there will be a massive climate disaster that affects everyone at some point, whether it's wildfires or tornado or hurricane or drought or lack of water. So that runs through this whole album. And in fact, the title, she said, is on the one hand, you know, planet one, you could read it as is like the new planet that we're going to inhabit and also destroy after we destroy this one. And then also just planet I, which is the the 
world that exists within her and her body and mind. Yeah, that the as I said, like the through lines of sort of incipient disaster and also being very alone and you know reaching out for connection in a world that's exploding or about to catch fire or she's about to catch fire like it's it's a it's an intense album <laughs> and so i think we obviously stick with out of control driving on the next track it's called roadkill song i think does such a good job of capturing a bunch of different emotions about a sort of impending catastrophe where there's this sense of just like stop like we have to avoid this versus oh you know at the end there's a certain sense of like well you know if we're doomed we should enjoy life while it lasts and then a little bit of like well what are we supposed to be building in the time that we have left and a little uncertainty, but a little like we, yeah, we got to do something. And so uh, it feels like someone who's really s- searching for the answer. And fortunately, I'm not going to get her age wrong because I've had an interview where she says she's 24, which is, yeah, I think there's a remarkable level of artistic and personal maturity on display here of someone who's really figuring stuff out. And it, I think, isn't to an answer, but I think she's asking the right questions. And it's, a fantastic musical journey and yeah, just hearing her voice be so powerful that she is not afraid to share it with incredibly loud guitars and uh, really rollicking drums on those choruses like it's so powerful yeah i think what i like about her vocals on this record and this is you know a lot of credit to the producer is that there you know there are the quiet parts where she's very close mic'd and you hear her voice and all of the like you can almost hear her breathiness in the vocals but then she's still very close mic'd even in the parts with the loud guitar where you don't hear that as much and so it just makes it feel makes her feel really close it feels really intimate yeah i think the most successful songs on this album are the ones that do have that balance between a quiet verse and a loud chorus or having very quiet at the beginning and gradually building up in intensity there are a handful of songs that are just kind of quiet throughout and i think those are to me less successful 
because they just they they feel like something's missing. And you'll notice, I think we really, really we talk about the songs we like, and so I think the the ones that we'll be playing on this episode are going to lean towards the ones that do successfully get loud because it's such a testament to her as a confident artist testament to the producer they're just so successful and yeah this sounds like a great way to segue into the next song that we're going to talk about yes which yeah i guess it she she does get quiet and i think this is a very successful trip into turning away from the climate apocalypse to something maybe a little more nostalgic even if there is some danger there it's called iowa 146 It's been so long Since I have seen your face For old time's sake I can't replace But I could play you guitar And let it all fall song is that even though it on first listen it sounds really just folky and stripped down but there's so much like texture in the production there's this kind of like synths and like weird sounds if you just listen on headphones that just give it so much more personality yeah there's a ton of atmosphere and i think maybe that's when i when i described it as danger along with the fact that this is the one time they're outside under the sky and it's not either the sun burning you or a storm coming to kill you. And it's sort of an anomaly on this album. And it's nice that there's this sort of pure sweetness of someone that she remembers fondly. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to cherish that memory of us looking at the stars on the roof of a car on some country road in Iowa. And it is, yeah, I think, a necessary bit of pure sweetness in an album that is otherwise pre- yeah, pretty dark. A lot of lot of sadness and I it's so sweet this this comes as number the track number six of 12 tracks and with all the storm imagery it kind of feels like the eye of the hurricane yeah <laughs> and so the next song we'll play also deals with uh, violent storm imagery this one is a tornado and it's called pass you crossed a line in the Oh, six foot two shaking And your diamond arms Wrapped around me in a new way Nothing could stop me Stop me from
to find a portion of that song to play I really this is my favorite track on the album but the it doesn't really have a chorus it just kind of is these moves through these verses that build up and build up and I just love the way it takes you the music takes you through the the lyrics in a way that works really well together like the beginning is really spare instrumentation and she's just kind of talking about how to pass the days and she said that she wrote this originally wrote this song while she was recovering from a concussion and it was just kind of like the days were just the same and uh you know wake up in the morning and go to bed in the evening and just everything was very very much like it is now in the pandemic but then it goes along and as the instrumentation builds up and there's more kind of interesting background vocals and this awesome drum like rolling drum bass drum that sounds like thunder and then in the song she's being you know walking home and being picked up by a tornado and carried up into the sky and looking down on her town and it's just it just tells such a great story that i feel like is very visceral and communicates exactly what she's trying to get at with this record yeah well she's talked about i think when she was quite a bit younger like and i maybe new to tornadoes but like oh cool and went outside and people were like eh, maybe you need to go inside but she was so <laughs> kind of fascinated by that power and yeah they're scary but also beautiful and how the sky looked after the tornado passed and there is that yeah that sense of wonder here that is really outstanding even if there's the sense of like yeah but there will be another storm and just because you survived this one doesn't mean you'll survive the next one and yeah i think you know the the literalness of the kind of the pinkling piano arpeggios for the falling rain and the drums for the thunder like it's it's a little precious but it works and the like I think she's, it's she's subtle enough that yeah, it's... and I think she's she's won me over with her earnestness on this record. That I think even when she's being snarky, uh, it ends up seeming sincere. And the entire record is someone who yeah, she's not messing around. And this song, yeah, I'm I'm on in for the ride, and I don't. I'm kind of surprised that I am. So the next song we'll play is called "To Be Forgotten." Tomorrow and nothing can compare 
such a smile to my face to have this song anchored in an incredibly stirring chorus about being alone, being forgotten, things that are always spun as negative in our culture. And here Ella Williams embraces them and finds strength in them. And the, this song is so stirring and ultimately life affirming. Like it's a remarkable achievement and that these choruses start like that. I think if the chorus happens three times, the first time it's very, very quiet Mm -hmm. this time that what we hear there is getting pretty rocking. And then it comes in a third time pulling out all the stops. Mm -hmm. And along there though, is this kind of hint of darkness where there's like the, the first the first time through the chorus is the rain looking at the rain and the rain won't fall again and then it's just like i won't fall again Mm -hmm. and then in the end i won't feel again and so there is that little sour note at the end in with fundamentally uh, this sweet and powerful song yeah she has said in interviews that she's she hasn't felt for most of her life a very fraught relationship with independence and solitude and how it can feel so great and she really needs it but then also there can be negative consequences and she says in this one interview that i read when i was writing that line i was alone in bristol letting my music physically guide me through life around the world i was literally following my art and it felt so amazing that's what I was trying to capture, walking around Bristol alone for hours and feeling amazing, just being with the universe, having nature be my company. And I feel like that's such a great sentiment that is reflected, that feeling is reflected throughout the record. Yeah, that I, I think she's talked about the, that she, I guess she wrote this song part, I think partially when she was in Bristol recording the record and partially when she, she had been previously out on tour, which, is, which can be its own kind of loneliness when you're mm-hmm. a solo artist. And that it's, you know, these an expansive range of experience, which all comes down to I'm in this myself and it's it's tough sometimes, <laughs> but she's finding this power. And in this case, she went to Bristol and found amazing collaborators, you know, these producers the or rather the producer and backing vocals and the drumming on the song is really dramatic. I think there's a, that like marching band. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like the production here is a little more eighties, the way the drums sound. And then Mm -hmm. there's kind of that synth in the chorus there where it's like this kind of more synth horn. But then as the chorus starts to quiet down a little and yeah, there are these different kind of little brief post chorus before the big finale and it gets super 80s and I, I kind of appreciate that where I feel like this album is mostly feels kind of timeless but I like that little just like oh, we can we can do an 80s thing here and it sounds totally organic and wonderful yeah I feel like the leap from her first album to her second has been gigantic and it makes me really want to see what she will do for her third album because I think she's learned a lot of I don't want to say production tricks but she's learned a lot about how a sophisticated level of production can bring so much more feeling to her music. And I hope that she continues with that. Yeah. I mean, clearly she had gotten, you know, the, her earlier work very folky and this producer said, I want to work with you. And it was almost lucky that she got COVID because she wouldn't have gone to England had she not. Yeah, they made the connection, but she was like, well, I can't go to England during a pandemic. And then like the next week she got COVID. So then after she recovered, she was like, well, I guess now is an okay time to go. Yeah. And 
you know, it sucks that she got COVID, but we got an amazing album out of it. So uh, we'll go out with the last track, which is called Starshine. And we've been discussing Squirrel Flower's second record called Planet, either Planet One or Planet I. It's Planet, parentheses, Little I, and parentheses. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. You are the star. And the star shine. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.